At Morgan Stanley, old school hard work meets bold new thinking. At 88 years old, we still see the world with the wonder of new eyes, helping you discover untapped possibilities and relentlessly working with you to make them real. Old school grit, new world ideas. Morgan Stanley. To learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash why us. Investing involves risk. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures largely unchanged here as the market does await the president. Speaking at noon at the Economic Club of New York, we'll look for any news regarding U.S.-China trade, tariff relief, and more. Europe is mixed. A good rebound in German investor sentiment today, helping the DAX and the 10-year steady around 194. Our roadmap begins with the latest volley in the streaming wars. Disney enters the fray, officially launching its Disney Plus platform. Plus Goldman Sachs customers can customers concerned about gender bias allegations says quote we hear you the bank now reevaluating its apple card credit limits and billion dollar cost cuts the embattled cigarette maker jewel labs set to slash 16 percent of its workforce we're going to begin though with disney entering the streaming wars the company's disney plus service launching today with a monthly price tag of 6.99 subs will have access to nearly 500 films 7500 tv episodes disney has spent more than three billion on technology and content prior to the launch it's a big deal for kevin mayer who's in charge of making this thing works and we have seen some technical hiccups here on this uh, first it's overloaded day. Yeah. Yeah. well it's it maybe a high quality problem i'm not sure uh, but I looked at all the offerings. I said to myself, uh, when I uh, had two little girls, I think I would have said, no, I don't have to go anywhere. This is it. Your kids, you could do that. And then I can go watch football in the other room. That was my thinking. That Makes sense. I and then the Mandalorian was promoted very heavily last night in an extremely good Monday Night Football game. I should have seen Good Morning America today. Really? Uh, Jeff Goldblum, Stormtroopers, uh, animated Woody's crossing hey, the screen. Look, I used to have to wear on Monday mornings when I worked at Good Morning America, I would have to wear for the, let's say they were playing, the, you know, the Redskins were playing. Oh, jeez. Uh, they like the Summit Hilltoppers. Yeah, I would have to wear a Redskins helmet. Why? Because that's the name of the game. I mean, you know, David, at one point, I, I'm sorry, you're jammed over there. At one point, I, I said to myself, hey, listen, I... That's the way it's it's promoted. I mean, Ultimate Fight Club's promoted every 35 seconds on uh, Sports Center. We're all in a, in a situation where nobody can do what they used to do, which is just be um, non-promotional except for a little more subtly because yeah. so much is at stake. And I do think when I looked at that, that it is just a natural for those of us who had kids, you know, have little kids. And you look at it and you say, well, there it is. That's all under one roof. I'm buying it. But if you're me, it's like, eh, wait. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Disney's had a, a long evolution in their thinking regarding streaming. We talked to Bob Iger back in 2015 at the time about the threat of Netflix, and this is what he told us. We view Netflix as friend, not foe. There's no reason for us to beat Netflix. We actually are taking advantage of Netflix's great growth, and I guess maybe you could argue we've helped Netflix's great growth. I was the thinking yeah. among many. No, okay, I'm going to go right now. Right now. Here's the deal. Jim McNerney, the great Boeing CEO. I, can't, I said to him, you know what? I see all these companies. And they always say, you know what? We're really friends. It's good. How about you and Airbus? Airbus. 
Airbus. And I hate Airbus. So what do you mean? Because what do you think this is? Harvard, Yale? He said, Airbus is the enemy. They're the enemy, for heaven's sake. Come on. Can we stop with the friend thing? I mean, there's, there's no friendship. You don't, there's, it's, there's, there's no friend. You think Jamie Dimon is real good buddies with Brian Moynihan? He wants to take his customers. Yes, he should. That's what competition That's is what to be business, all about. business is about taking the other guy's customers. Now, Reed Hoffman has said over and over again, the more the merrier. At a certain point. Reed Hastings. Reed Hastings. Yes. Sorry, Reed Hoffman. Yeah, Reed Hoffman. A bunch of Hoffman. But a bunch a of couple, Reeds. A couple of Reeds. Enough yeah. with the friends. Enough with the friends. Well, they were collecting nice-sized checks from Netflix for a long time. Right, but, but no more. I mean, yeah. now, now it's like, look, there's only so much money. Well, there it is. How that, much money do you have? Well, that's a question, and that, Isn't that, that the sort issue? of lays it out there for the, for the consumer right now. Add those up, David. They add up to a, you know... Depending on what you want to choose and what level of service you want, it can add up to a significant amount of money for the average family. And you saw the Harris poll yesterday. Um, The Harris poll said that average Americans are willing to spend how much per month? Forty-four. Right. Forty-four bucks. And then, I mean, I have the $50 skinny bundle from Verizon. Hey, so I only get what? Nothing. I mean, a a few thoughts here, though. Oh, my God. Here we go. Really? Uh, you, you, you've been talking for five minutes. I can't. Well, you know why I was word? talking? Because you were doing this. You know, why I was I in was the job. Because I was actually looking at something that was important. Okay. Now, I, I apologize. The fact is that my the father amount of the amount of money that is spent on content is 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 reaching all time, reaching levels we've never seen. Disney right. obviously going to be spending a lot. They've done an enormously good job of getting their shareholder base ready for it, accustomed to right, it, right. and willing to take it, uh, willing to just take whatever it is because they believe in the product. Netflix going to spend, what, over $14 billion this year? Amazon going to spend at least 7 or 8 CBS reports earnings this morning. They talk about the, an increased investment in content, including a higher number of series produced from multiple platforms, as well as the company's direct-to-consumer streaming services. At some point, there's going to be a shakeout. How, yes. much can, how much can HBO Max spend? I mean, uh, uh, John Stanky and I having that conversation a couple of weeks ago when they launched their product, which will be fourteen ninety nine. Uh, can they go all in? Will Apple really come to the party, continually increase their out- output? Uh, and their content spend. These are kind of important questions. And then you step back and you look at the business model that has existed for the last 20 to 25 years. What a model years. that was. Just why we can sit here and feed our families well, and it's going away. And will this yeah. ever be We're as going Velveeta, my will friend. Will this ever be as profitable as that was? Ever? No, it was just a once in a life. It was fabulous while it lasted. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was fantastic. It was good. Holy cow, we had cable access. I could watch high school cross. Having 100 million people pay you, even though only a handful actually we had. Also, you get to yeah. run ads. It's I remember great, when I was up at ESPN. And ESPN hit 100 million subs that went up. David, they were going to have an ESPN channel just for women. They were going to have the Ocho. Right. And the Ocho. Ocho. Love that one. I just continue to believe that, like, these millennials, they're sitting and they got the Verizon bill or the ATT bill, right? They have their phone bill, okay? Which is, unless they can fob it off on parents, they got to smoke their jewel because everybody's hooked by jewel, right? That's got to, how much does jewel cost each month? They used to have to, that was off. And now they got to do this. They don't have the time. I mean, I was with Strauss Zelnick. Have you, you know Strauss? Yeah. Um, Strauss is going to join take us later two. on. Today. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you they can't, can they all, can they do Grand Theft Auto while they're watching uh, the new uh, Star Wars and ordering from, uh, you know, Grubhub? Can they do all these things and also, like, homework for their jobs? Or are their jobs just, like, at Dean Back Foods? to Reed Hastings' famous line about his competition being sleep. 
Yeah. It's true. Now, look, I don't sleep, and I still don't have time for this stuff. <laughs> I'm fixing my lineup at 3.30 a.m., David. You're a very, very steeply disturbed well, man. I am. I, I, have I ever held that back? No. Thank you. Jim Minson's Jewel, uh, and Jewel is today confirming that it plans to cut costs by nearly a billion dollars next year. It includes cutting 650 jobs, or 16 percent of the workforce. Company's marketing unit among the areas affected, and this comes less than a week after Jewel halted the sale of its popular mint-flavored e-cigs amid growing regulatory pressure. We're still waiting to hear from the White House. But 650 jobs... I'm not sure if they're all in San Francisco, but that's a fair amount. No, this is real. I mean, I think that this thing's unraveling pretty quickly, uh, really fast. I mean, they didn't do them any favors with those. Remember, their whole rap was, if we don't, if we stop putting out the flavors, the mint flavors, and the flavors that really hooked to, you know, it's going to do it. Chinese. What kind of, there's a real good alibi. Yeah, yeah guys, that's an alibi, huh? Yeah. Meanwhile, Kronos reported, I mean, you know, yes. pot, you know marijuana. Marijuana's doing pretty good. Kilgum soul really good. I mean, hey, this is good. Doesn't kill anybody. Keeps you off oxy. <laughs> um, what's interesting with Jewel is to see the private market valuation and where it's getting marked by a number of these investors. Right. It was about a few weeks ago reported there'd been a trade at 90. I Nobody's, know. I don't think many have not come down to that level, even though perhaps they should. We did see all. Remember, was the high water? We did see Altria bring down its its value of right. the stake that it paid twelve point eight billion dollars right. for thirty five percent, which valued Jewel at the time at thirty eight billion. The value went up from there, only to now crash since we've had any this, sense of why uh, SoftBank didn't come in on the product. Say, why SoftBank didn't come in at like forty billion? That's a joke, right? Is it? You're making kind of a. I was working a little SoftBank. I was working on Uber. A little SoftBank joke. Grubhub. Yeah. Uber, uh, Uber um, you know, DoorDash versus Grubhub. Yes. Um, and I just find themselves in some sort of existential crisis in that SoftBank to be so stupid about so many things. Not long-term. Because long-term, what, what, what are we long-term? What's, Dead. It's, and it's 300 years. Masa has a 300-year well, uh, view. Yeah, well, and don't forget. Let's see, he, he joins he Ted did Williams buy, in cryogenics. He did buy Alibaba and hold it. Many people say, well, listen, it was a once-in-a-lifetime. Once yeah, it was, but he was the man who decided not to sell it when it was a 10-bagger, not to sell it when it was a 20-bagger, not to sell it when it was a 50-bagger, but wait until it was okay, so still you know, waiting over 100 got, times what he, he paid. He got it right. He got that one right. Maybe that's yeah, all you need. He also did some decent things when it comes to the wireless David market. David DoorDash. Japan with Yahoo Japan. Okay, all right, never um, mind. He's a genius. All right. No, it, he's... We are in a whatever we've what we done for me lately. Is, it, is, it, is, it is a mixed picture. Certainly yes. lately, SoftBank and the Vision Fund have inflated values far beyond. They've given war chest to companies that perhaps should not actually have them right. because all they do is spend money in what may not be, end up being a profitable business to begin with. But if they get John Ledger for WeWork, David, it's yeah. all different. Although Reuters now says he's not a leading candidate. Well, I don't know. He's, he's one of a number of candidates, Carl. Uh, they're, they, they're conducting a search. We knew that yesterday. We know that today. Um, Marcelo Claret, who's, of course, the chairman, has taken over essentially the leadership in some way of, that, right. of the, of the SoftBank-controlled WeWork, knows him well from their negotiating on uh, to get a Sprint T-Mobile deal mm-hmm. done. And as I've said a number of times here, Ledger is going to leave T-Mobile when his contract is up and when the deal is done. This guy, Mike Sievert, has been promoted to president. He's going to take over. Now, they haven't announced that, but that's, that's what everybody involved has sort of indicated to me. And I've said it any number of times. What? I don't know why it was a surprise Ledger might be looking for a new challenge. I got a little heads up for you. You are not Ledger's idol. Why? Because well, he says, he says, 
Um, Kramer's my idol. Sorry, David. <laughs> Take a, there, that's the truth, huh? Is that idol as in, like, idol? But I-D-L-E? Yeah, exactly. Good. Which he's, one is he's that? He's idol as he watches the show? Uh, what? Oh, we my. Actually, no, we know he's he doing on his, the treadmill. He's on a, I thought he was on a Peloton. Like Abraham, which kind of idol is that? We need what him on a Peloton. How's Peloton doing, by the way? Do you know that quarter was actually pretty good? And then they dropped the bomb by saying, we, it was a good quarter. We had, we had John on that day, and yes, he called it a head-scratcher. He I, did, trying to understand why the stock was down so much. Well, I he was committed to say lose. something during the call. He's like, not that yes, I'm aware of. He could, well, how about he, that he was, was committed to losing money? That, that, that was on the call. We're talking Peloton now, just yes. to make yes. sure people understand. I mean, when I was finished with that, here. I said, you know what? There's a Peloton I like, which is my well mess cow at Bar San Miguel. And there's a Peloton I didn't like, the guy who said he's going to spend a fortune. Right. Those ads are so good. I always feel like sweating when I see those ads. I do. Can, I, I want to come back quickly to something I've said before, but this Sprint T-Mobile trial that's going to start December 9th is it's going to be very important. What's that? Well, it connects to SoftBank. It connects to Ledger, who you were mentioning, of course, as well. Right. And it connects to Charlie Ergen, who I think is going to have to be a star witness there in some way, <laughs> arguing that he's going to be a real competitor when it comes to nationwide 5G and represent that competition. As the state AGs try to make the case and say, no, you're not, Mr. Ergen. You're only relying on this and you know you've got this wholesale agreement. It's going to be interesting. And it's less than a month away from the beginning. Uh, and that will perhaps you know, decide his fate, too. That deal doesn't happen. Then what happens? Wow. Right? That would be shocking. When you talk about SoftBank, that would have an impact. How Sprint's balance sheet? That would hurt. The deal must happen. The deal. Remember when David said that Time Warner would really help ATT's cash flow? How right you were. This has, to, this has to happen too. That was a great deal for when the great American, when the great American soul takes. Sold. sold. It's yeah. good for it. Turned out to be good for everybody. Do you see where ATC stock is? Yeah, they've had a very good year. ATC. Plus the cash flow from first year was not so good. This year was quite good. What have you done for me lately? They've done something for me lately. Suppose you're soft bank. Boy, you're not happy with SoftBank today, are you? Well, the whole Uber WeWork thing kind of got in his head, don't right? Don't get DoorDash. Yeah. He's don't very get upset DoorDash. about Uber Eats. Yes. Well, Grubhub. I've worked it. Because then it connects to the restaurant somehow. There's something yeah. to happen Door, there. DoorDash bought Caviar. He's right. And that was the end, David. We were Caviar. Next thing I know, we're DoorDash. DoorDash uh, is the only food delivery online that's gained share, according you to Edison Research. Yeah, because they, if you go into your machine, you'll see that they suddenly are your provider. Even though you didn't make them. They, they got the suburbs, right? That was they the story. They have the suburbs. Yeah. They have the world. More than 300,000. They own the world. Hurting Domino's. Hurting Yum. Hurting everybody. Hey, hurting, we're here for you. They're hurting right. Kramer. It's going to be cr- okay. The crushing Kramer. When we come back, Kramer's mad dash and the opening bell. Uh, take one more look here at the pre-market as we await the president around lunchtime. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to some uh, stocks that we want to keep an eye on this morning. We'll get to uh, Jim's mad dash, of course. We also get an opening bell a few minutes from now. Kemet. Yes, we need consolidation in the semiconductor industry. There are so many. This is, this is ceramic semis, uh, the, the capacitors. You know, they go into uh, film, electrolyte. 
they really are automotive, okay? Industrial applications. Uh, Rockwell Automation was a great quarter. Yes, this, this is a buy by a t- Taiwanese company that is really a competitor. And now, David, I know it doesn't hit your radar screen because it's not even $2 billion. It's $1.8 billion. But the point is, is I'm that glad when, you did it. when you look at all these companies that do semiconductors, there's way too many of them. And when I say there's many too many of them, there's really fabulous synergies when these get together. That's why I thought that Cypress should have been bought a long time ago. So you put all these under one roof, and they just really need, like I have Micron tonight. Mm -hmm. There's only three companies in the world that actually make D-rims. And and they're very expensive to me. They have big capital equipment. This makes sense. So what I'm saying is we ought to be looking more at these niche companies that make a lot of sense, particularly for 5G. Does regulatory come into the... uh into this, though, I think as it's a gating small, issue, not yes. here, but just in general in terms of your consolidation call? Yes. I think of SAMR, for example, in China, which might be required to weigh in on some of these. These have to the be under the, the radar. Right. These have to be like, is it worth anybody's time to try to stop this deal with Taiwan? You're right, though. I hadn't thought about it. Maybe the Chinese just try to throw a wrench into a Taiwan company because they're not exactly pals. No. That's a very good point, David. Well, let's but, keep an eye on it. Yeah, it is, because uh, one of the we, that would actually be a great today. test. Yeah. Because it would mean that they got lawyers and bankers who said, listen, this one's going to go through as we wait for NVIDIA we do. to We're close on Mellanox. But Mellanox. this is a great deal. I mean, this is what we need. If you really want to get this group going, mm-hmm. we need more consolidation. Because it was really great when Analog Devices was on the prowl and Texas Instruments, obviously Broadcom. Now Broadcom switched to software that's domestic because they're afraid. They can't, afraid of, you know, this would have been a good combo. They also for them. became a U.S. company. They became a U.S. company. Yep. David, SoftBank, not involved. Got it. All right. We've got an opening bell 10 minutes from now. Stick around. A lot more Squawk on the Street coming right at you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed Internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Markets a bit on hold here ahead of the president's speech at noon in New York City when we're going to be looking for headlines regarding U.S.-China trade and tariffs. In the meantime, the opening bell is in just about eight minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in just under five minutes on this busy Tuesday as we await the president's speech at noon. Uh, We are keeping our eye on Goldman and Apple. Uh, Goldman Sachs is responding to allegations of gender bias when it comes to determining Apple Card credit limits. The CEO of Goldman Sachs Bank USA out with a message to customers saying, quote, We hear you. Your concerns are important to us and we take them seriously. We have not and never will make decisions based on factors like gender. In fact, 
We do not know your gender or marital status during the Apple Card application process. She added that anyone unhappy with their credit limit for the card can appeal, and Goldman may reevaluate their credit line. A lot lot of responses to this on Twitter, obviously, where it began. Right. I, I do think that both companies were not ready for the blowback. I think both companies don't understand this industry uh, from the point of view of how sensitive people are uh, and how uh, vociferous they can be. I'm not saying they were naive. I think they were doing what a lot of people thought was right. I I like the fact that they're saying, listen, maybe we have to be more transparent. And that is true. They have to be more transparent. But what they should have done, I think, is just said, okay, let's figure out what best practices are. As opposed to just saying, you know what, we're all gender, gender neutral. Because there are some people who would have said, you know what, if you're gender, gender neutral, that does discriminate per se against women because women make less in the workforce than men. I think that they just said, you know what, we're going to treat every person equally, not realizing that some people are more equal than others, not unlike 1984 and World War uh, Yeah. It doesn't help that they have said from the outset they're not going to give us a lot of granular data on right. this car, on and this that, product. You can't do that. I mean, I think that you got to go by, not that I just think that you just do whatever J.P. Morgan says, but you need the cover of what the other guys do. I would have canvassed and I would have said, okay, here's what we think. If I were them, I would say, you know what, we don't like, here's what we think. This is the gold standard as we see it. Please tell us if you think we're wrong. They went in a little bit too um, sure of themselves in an industry that is not necessarily a clean. It's an industry that's very competitive. And I also think a lot of the practices are a little different from the way Apple and Goldman handles it. Absolutely. You agree with me? Uh, Sure. The credit card business is a tricky business. Can be. Can be. Speaking of people's personal information, I'm sure you guys saw this Wall Street Journal story that Google Project uh, Operation been, Grand was it Operation Grand Slam has been collecting the personal health care information of tens of millions of Americans. Thank you, Ascension sure, Healthcare, for I'm giving sure that's my go, I'm sure that's going to go well. I'm sure See, that's going to. This end, is an example. And well, this is Project Nightingale. Nightingale. I mean, how did they come up with this? I don't know. Project Vulture. I mean. Operation Grand Slam. Yeah. When I read this, I said, well, it takes two to tango, but the hospital gave away everything. They got everything. Uh, when you talk to, to Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, the nightmare is this. They don't want this. And yet here they are, you know, secret thing. I always say these guys need to have better counsel because I always think, okay, let's say, you know, something my, my friend Bruce Bierenbaum, he's been my lawyer for 34 years at Paul Weiss, he always says, hey, how would it look on the front page of the journal? There it is. Awful. There it is. Yeah. Project Nightingale. Project Nightingale. Do you think it's like this? Like nothing illegal about what they've done. By the way, who cares? But now they have ascension, right? And it's not ascension. How can ascension do that? I mean, they actually have it. How can ascension give that stuff away? I don't know. Hey, David, are you on Project Nightingale? (laughs) I'm on. David, Project Flown the Coop. David, I'm on Nightingale. Do this. These companies are under scrutiny for everything they do. The media hates them. Of course, they've wrecked every newspaper in the world, so why not? And they do Project Nightingale? Do you not believe there's benefits uh, to aggregate health care right. through okay. machine learning? There and is a lot that AI okay. can do with, yeah. with that data. Let me just say, of course there is. <laughs> of course there is. Part of what does that have to do with it? I wanted Apple to go with the with the Cleveland Clinic to bring to bring big data together, and they're like afraid because they don't want to get people's data. 
Let's get the opening bell here in the S&P 500 at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. It's Norwegian Cruise Line with the big board celebrating the launch of the newest ship, I the Norwegian it. Encore. You did this last yes, night. Yes, the Encore is gorgeous. Uh, I think when I saw people getting on, I mean, it's all ages, all different people. I mean, this is a great bargain. This company has distinguished itself by being a far better performer than the rest of the group, even though they lost. Like, one day they got a call and listen, you can't go to Cuba anymore. 22 cents per share. Can you imagine if you're running a business, you have this huge Cuban business, and then you get a No, Cuba's out. I know. It's a uh, Incredible. harsh policy turn. At the NASDAQ, it's 5.9, a provider of cloud contact center they software. They are fantastic, 5.9. I've had them on. That, they're doing really, really well. Contact center. I mean, this is the new world. Contact centers. You know, nobody really speaks to anybody, but they figured out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim, uh, the BAML fund manager survey is out. Cash levels dropped to 4-2, biggest monthly drop since the election of uh, President Trump, uh, now the lowest in uh, six years. Are people chasing this? Does this make sense to you? I worry about one thing, which is that we're going to hear from the president. Not, I mean, wouldn't it be something if he said, you know what, not only is there no deal, but December, we're going higher. And then I think a lot of people would have bought a lot of things that they maybe shouldn't have. That said, didn't the Fed make it so you can't really have cash again? I mean, geez, did you see the D.R. Horton numbers this morning where they said this October is so much better than last year's October? Because mortgage rates got really low. They forced you back into the stock market. They really did. I was getting 3% on a CD and feeling really great about it. As you should have. Right. It's good. Well, we're not allowed to own anything. Three percent of the CD is king. We'll take it. I was king. You were king. Now I'm pawn. Now you got nothing, huh? Wait, you you got, still, was it a one year? How many years? And you got one nothing. Year? You got nothing to lose. No, it's five year. That's Dylan. Yeah. Well, Dylan's Horton's back. one of the uh, best S and Pers uh, this morning, along with Rockwell, uh, which is having its best day in a long time. Great Beats. quarter. Great quarter. Uh, see sales up two at least in 2020. Well, there's an example. Someone's going to come on and say, "Well, you know what? They had lowered expectation." No, it was a great quarter. It really was. It was just a great quarter. And David, 5G is so strong too. Every 5G stops just every day, and you get reevaluated upwards. So you've got Rockwell. You've got uh, machinery. Uh, you got housing, you have 5G, you have well, 5G, a lot of these component companies are like what happened with Kemet. So, I mean, there's, yes, or people, I think people are chasing, but then again, they got forced. They just got forced in. Yeah. I know uh, that's how I feel. It's like you have to be in an S&P index fund because you can't make any money again short term. And, uh, oh, yeah, look, Blake Moritz going to be on, uh, oh, that's on, good get. Uh, on the 1 p.m. today. Who got that? How did they get that? I had nothing to do with it. Well done. I don't want to hear from him. I do Remember too. when Emerson made their move, tried to make a move on them? That's right. Yeah. It's a long time ago. It was. It was a, a number, a couple of years ago. Didn't go anywhere. No. Didn't go anywhere at all. Um, here's, uh, here's a name that I know you don't like, even though you own it, CBS Viacom. Yeah, that's CBS been, reported earnings. It's down three percent. Viacom yeah. also down. The deal's going to close. So glad you brought that within up. Within a month, um, Joe Ionello, CBS's CEO, on the call, uh, talking about the they they announced some management. Right, it's good pay package. Changes Joe. yesterday. Yes, good pay package. Ionello has a strong pay package that will pay him a great deal of money on close. He's not going to be with this combined company for very long. On close, you mean like Brioni? Uh, no. Oh, on C-L-O-S-E. Close. Yes. Oh, on close, because yeah. he, he could buy Brioni with that pay package. He could buy a lot of Brioni suits. David, I, re- I, them. I am a believer in Viacom down here. 
Are you? Yes, I am. Uh, well, it's moving down in part because the CBS numbers. Uh, entertainment revenues, $2.29 billion for the third quarter. That was up 4%, uh, led by affiliate and subscription fee revenues were up 22%. Yeah. Um, but there's just concern about increased costs, I think, is the best you could say at oh, this point. And that's I right. mentioned this when we were discussing Disney+, Plus, but they're just talking about the fact that adjusted operating income decreased 21% from the prior year as a result of increased investment in content. Well, that's why they have to merge. Higher number of series produced from multiple platforms and uh, obviously their own direct-to-consumer streaming service, CBS All Access. Cut the cost by merging. Makes sense. Well, there will be cost synergies, but as you know, there was a lot of disappointment with the number when it came out being lower than many had anticipated. Then you you had a filing in which they indicated the free cash flow characteristics of CBS, at least, or what they believe would be lower than people had anticipated. I think it is like Discovery at 20 when you sit down with John McClellan, when he bought it from 23 down to 20. I think this is going to be like that. You do. Yeah, I really do. Where they, well, well Discovery got on different OTT platforms, and the scripts numbers, the script right. synergies, obviously right. were low. That's what I think is going to happen. Viacom is at, at five times earnings. They've reduced that leverage is, a lot at Discovery. I mean, there are only a handful of companies that trade at five times earnings, and they tend to be in the auto business. And this, you know, it's not like Viacom's falling apart. No. No, it's a very Paramount's low multiple. Paramount's got a great, it's a very you know, low multiple. How come Paramount's not considered to be something that is a really great thing to own? They have a great, you know, Paramount used to be the best. It did. That's a long time ago. Right? Yeah. You're talking back in the Godfather years? When? Yeah, well, when? Did you guys see the reports of Ionello's comp? Yeah, yeah we just, he's yeah, doing well. At exit. He's doing well. And again, he's not going to be there Good for the for long him. term. I, I, I hear that from many people. Obviously, he'll be there maybe for a number of months after close, and then it will be, he'll be moving on, and Bob Backish, who is going to be the CEO of the combined company, will be... Uh, Good. They need to pay people less and make more money for shareholders. Is that what you think? I think so. The question really for Viacom CBS is still going to be one of scale and whether or not they are large enough to compete. Again, in this world that we've been discussing with the launch of Disney+, Plus, with all the money that is being spent by so many of these competitors on their direct-to-consumer platforms. Now, they obviously are taking this hybrid approach, remember, where they're going to be producing a great deal for those platforms. Rakesh has talked about it. Right. We can both produce for our own, but also for others, which... And Paramount does, Paramount TV. That's why I thought it's such a great buy, but I've been wrong. I've been honest about how badly it's been a terrible stock for my trust. The worst this year. Trades like an oil stock. But you get back to this idea of scale and whether or not all of them need to get get together. Yeah. CBS, Viacom, Discovery, Lionsgate, this one, Stars, this one, AMC. Get them all together. That's pretty good, dude. Thanks. Got them all. There's plenty of news in food. Uh, Dean Foods, of course, oh. filing Chapter 11, uh, having lost Walmart as their biggest customer. Uh, it's been a story long in the making. What's a shame is, is that when Dean Foods split up from White Wave, you know, you had this incredible almond milk franchise, you know, all the different, different soy milk. And they spun that off and they sold that for big money. And that left them with this really horrible milk business where they're just, they were at the mercy. Not unlike Tyson Foods at the mercy of chicken prices. These are different, these are hard to gain. Yeah. And milk consumption, I guess, has also gone the wrong direction. Well, I think that you want natural and organic. Overall. Well, you want people, these new generation, they'll make milk out of anything but cows. <laughs> but cows. The cow is so hated. What hey, the hell well, happened to Well, the then cow? what explains uh, Chipotle extending carne asada into Thank the new heaven, year? there's one thing that saves the cow, yes. the carne asada. That doesn't save the cow, actually. No. no. It kills the cow. Darn it, you're right. Yeah. 
Uh, Chipotle's nice. come off of the 850 level, which it hit last month. Um, but I think Chipotle's a great buy here, and the, the whole group sold off horribly. Yum collapsed. Remember, McDonald's collapsed. What are we looking at here? Uh, Brian Nickel there in L.A. with He's us. He's very oh, good. Okay. Oh, that's going to be good. Got it. Ooh, Doug McMillan. Wow, who is that? Wow. It's at, uh, it's at Evolve. You want to go do a, I a, do a panel? Right. I would love to yeah. do that. Bobby could. Bobby I find K. out why that stock's so bad. Oh, didn't you, uh, didn't you initiate ATVI to the trust? I like it. Bobby could have put together a great quarter. There are Chip some Bird. short sellers who are dr- Levi's. Chip not Bird. that. No, also, yeah, I, I was just talking also about. Also, HP Board. Yeah, well, HP wow. Activision Blizzard had a great quarter. I do not understand why there were sellers yesterday. It was, I think the company was very conservative. Bobby Kodak is a very good manager. Yes. And so I think it's a solid buy. But that's, Speaking a, of, we're gonna that's have, a good, uh, a good why, lineup. I know. How come we'll I wasn't invited to here. do that? There's Strauss. Why is I invited to do that? I don't I'm not worried about my, be, maybe worried about my status. When is it? Soon? Well, do we have that again? 19th. 19th. I'm, I'm very concerned. I'm um, my wife. I'm worried about my status. We, yesterday we watched Shares of Walgreens up a lot. Uh, Walgreens had one of its better well, days. Yeah. Well, Walgreens Boots Alliance. Someone floated a pretty good rumor there. KKR made a formal approach to explore a potential leverage buyout of the company. It's down a little bit today. You've got a lot of analysts weighing in with their models. And what's interesting is, of course, we've mentioned uh, how difficult it might be to actually put together the equity for a deal, given the size of the deal Yeah, itself. and 16 Even billion with in debt already. rolling in is 8 billion. They've got 16.8 billion in debt existing. You know, you can put a premium on the equity and you end up with some big numbers. But beyond that, guys, there are a number of analysts who are just saying, you know, when you pencil it out, the returns don't look that good from doing an LBO. Not to mention, as a number of people pointed out to me, you would be saddling the company with a great deal of debt when it probably needs as much flexibility as it can have, given the changing environment in which it's operating. Why did CVS become a healthcare company? Well, because the front of the store is being eviscerated by Amazon. And that's how you have, you know, Walgreens used to always have great comp numbers in front of the store. They have negative comps. The last thing you want to do is load it down with debt and not have any, not have anything special. I think, look at, right, have you been to your Rite Aid lately with all that debt? I uh, no, I just, there's a CVS on maybe, my corner. That's maybe what take a use. pass, CVS very clean. Take a pass Rite Aid. Yeah, you're saying you'll spend some time in line? Ugh. I just think that they loaded that with debt. You know, they were supposed to make that merger. Then then your government got involved and blocked it. It's my government. Yeah. And, and next thing you know, you got a second-rate company that's going to go, well, I don't want any wish to go under. But I think that if Walgreens took this debt down, there is no way they can compete with Amazon. Do you guys have Amazon just bring in? I mean, like, I don't even go for Scott paper towels anymore. I, Amazon comes in. Everything gets delivered. Whatever they think is best. Yeah. <laughs> I have a button. I push it. Tide comes. I, I put Tide. Tide just comes. Yeah, it just comes. Yeah. I used to go to Walgreens for everything. So a lot goes into that Tide getting to you. You know that, right? Well, comes from the thing, then it's got to get in the truck. You then want, the guy sit on the corner unloading the truck, stopping traffic, the late causing or, pollution. The late, late then it comes in the big cardboard box. Well, the late orbit. It has to go into the, you know, there's a lot that goes into that Tide. Instead of teacher, you just walking to the teacher, corner, I, taking the tide teacher, off the shelf, not getting a plastic bag for the tide, and walking home. Dad? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the late Aubrey McClendon once told me, he says he wanted to compare how it's a, can, a, a, a bottle of milk gets to you versus gasoline. So milk, the cow, you go like this to the cow, the heck with a cow. You go like this to the cow, they put it in the thing, they heat it up, and they put it on your shelf. 
gasoline. They got to get it out. Of the, they got to drill. They got to get it out of the ground. They got to take it to where it can be refined. Then they take it to a truck, and then they give it to a gas station, and it's half the cost of milk. Aubrey McClendon. It's an interesting point, Mr. McClendon. Brilliant. Making. He did this over a colgen, a bottle of colgen. He loved wine. Huh. He's great. I paid. Don't worry. Are we out of things to talk about? Yes. No! I think what we've no, got McClendon. Oh, come on. That's unfair. That's unfair. I'm just talking. I think, I think it's I'm, time to go to Pisani, I was just thinking Carl. about Dean Foods. What, how to, what are we going to do until we know what the president's going to say? Right? That's, that's the whole tone of this movie. Is it President Navarro or is it President Mnuchin? Exactly. That's exactly right. Does he say this gets signed by year end? What, does, it, does he renew attacks on the Fed? Or does he come out tough? Yeah, I'm I mean, thinking about that. For, just, I'm thinking about that cash level versus a stock like Nike, which is a Chinese stock that's been flying. The New York Times insinuated that Mark Parker was involved. I felt with the uh, terrible women, with the Salazar stuff. You mean? Yeah. As a reason for his departure? I didn't like the conflation. Oh, sure, it seemed like. It. I don't think it's true. I don't know. Nike's uh, hanging in there today. I'm actually the top performing down name along with Merck. Boeing's the drag, uh, which, of course, live by Boeing, die by Boeing. yesterday. How about Microsoft continuing to break out? Microsoft's avoiding all the scrutiny of, say, a Project Nightingale by agreeing with the California Privacy Act. Meanwhile, Alphabet's up. Nobody cares. Which one? Alphabet. Google's up, not down. I'm getting hurt by having all those tens of millions of medical records. Wait till, wait till Congress gets involved. Roku continues to benefit every time someone has a good package. Disney, Roku. They, Roku, Roku, Roku. We're out of things to talk about. <laughs> People are having a tough time getting onto Disney Plus, yes. aren't they? It's not a joke. No. Some no they, uh, they were in the Netherlands. They, I thought they had it all worked out. They had it. It was hamstered in there. Yeah. I guess they weren't anticipating how many people want the product. You saw the profile of Kevin Mayer yesterday. Whose nickname internally is Buzz Lightyear? Did you see that? Engineer by training, and his track record is amazing. Having integrated Marvel and Pixar and Lucasfilm and yeah. Bantech, there is going to be an interesting battle there between three executives at that company. For, That's among uh, between to ascend to uh, to Mr. Iger's position when he steps down in 2021, and certainly Mayor is one of them. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm working on Rockwell Automation, which Emerson is now much cheaper than his. Yes. See that with on the exchange today? Let's, you, you read that stuff. We'll go. <laughs> Let's get to Bob Bassani and see what's moving. Hey, Bob. Hey, guys. Uh, happy uh, Tuesday, everybody. Uh, 3093, remember the old high on the S&P? And essentially, we're there, maybe a point or two short of that. Europe doing well. Uh, uh, Asia doing well. Japan, another big standout today. A little bit of an indeterminate open in here as we wait for the president here. Semis up. There's a little bit of a trade. Materials, that's a good sign. Utilities slightly on the upside. Banks, which have had a terrific run, flattish right now. Retail's kind of weak because all the department stores are weak. Macy's, Nordstrom, Kohl's, all on the downside. Uh, meantime, the really big story has been the interest rate move that we have been seeing in the last couple of weeks. And this is really starting to move some things here. Here's the TLT. This is the iShares, the big treasury ETF that's widely owned, almost $20 billion in assets. You see it topped out essentially in September, and you see this big move down. This means yields are going up, of course. We had $1.2 billion in outflows in this in the last week. It's finally starting to happen. Outflows from some bond funds. Is that a lot, $1.2 billion? It had almost $20 billion in, in, in uh, 
uh, in assets under management. So that flows. That's almost six percent of the assets under management. Is that a little, a lot? No, that's a lot. That's very noticeable. So we have been waiting for this for years. When will people finally start looking at this and saying, "Uh, uh-uh, we're at the bottom in yields. They're going to start moving up." Maybe this was the first start of it. We've seen some great moves in the banks recently on this kind of play. The European banks have had a great start to the month. Your big names, Paribas, ING, uh, Intesa, Sao Paulo, they're all up five, four, five, six, seven, eight percent. Banks here at new highs, particularly the big super regional banks, all doing very well. Autos are also up over in Europe, and there, of course, is the the, uh, the cyclical play uh, out there. In the U.S., in addition to the banks, uh, we've seen nice moves up in some different groups here. Mostly these are cyclicals. Transports, new highs. Banks, the KBE, a new high. Materials, close. Staples and utilities, defensive plays and REITs have been down this month. So there is the belief that Simply put, there's not going to be a recession in 2020, and global growth may not be as bad as some people feared. That's the simple way to describe this whole story. Meantime, there's a lot more bullishness among fund managers. We like to watch that Bank of America uh, Global Fund Survey. They do it every month, uh, 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 150 or so global fund managers. Uh, Global growth expected to improve in 2020. You might say, oh, that's boring. But they have been pessimistic all year on global growth in 2020. This is the first time suddenly they've turned very bullish on the idea that maybe things are not as bad. That's what I'm talking about. Yield curve is steeper. They weren't sure about that up until uh, the recent survey. So this is a change in sentiment. Most crowded trade, long U.S. technology and growth stocks. Well, that's interesting because the most crowded trade for ages was go long U.S. treasuries. That was the big trade. That's now reversing, and that supports the idea that people are starting to sell some of those bond funds that have held up for so long. And the Fed, 84% said the Fed won't raise before the election in 2020, the election in 2020. Now, there's a little bit of a risk, folks, because if the Fed suddenly gets a little more hawkish, that position is going to be a little bit uh, on the long side. But this is a real change in sentiment reflecting the idea of recession off the table in 2020. And maybe global growth will be a little bit better than expected. Carl, back to you. Yeah. We'll see you in a little while. Rick's, uh, Bob Pisani. Let's get to Rick Santelli at the CME in Chicago. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. And let's build on what Bob Pisani so accurately described. You know, global negative interest rates, the pool of yields under zero, has been shrinking. Global interest rates have been going up. Much of the policies in Mario Draghi's last couple meetings seems to be on the outs with regard to finance ministers throughout Europe. And, of course, there's a lot more talk bubbling up about more fiscal stimulus in some of the more uh, aggressive economies with regard to Europe. Think Germany here, potentially even France. And as some of these things start to work through the system, we are seeing an exodus of bond funds. Look at a 24-hour chart of 10-year note yields. Long ends down a basis point or two. Tens minus twos hovering around 26. Still only two basis points away from the steepest of 2019. Look at the end of July chart of tens. We're basically hovering at near 15-week highs. Last time we were at this level on an ongoing closing basis was the end of July boons. Look at a one-week of boons hovering at levels we haven't seen since mid-July. They're hovering at near 17-week high yields at minus 24. Minus 24 is basically the high negative yield close, meaning, of course, we're getting ever closer to zero. Look at the July 1st start of Boone's. You can see what I'm talking about. And finally, when it comes to the spreads, how much investors are willing uh, to take on the risk side to get more yield? Well, the Barclays investment grade 
spread as you see there, 107 over, is quite tight. That's a one-year chart. There isn't any nervousness right now in a risk-on environment in the Treasury and corporate uh, yield markets. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, we'll see you in a little bit. Rick Santelli. Be sure to check out our podcast. You can listen to the opening bell hour of Squawk on the Street at CNBC.com backslash podcast or wherever you hear them. Dow's up 17. Don't go away. There's a look at uh, Disney and Netflix. As a stock, year-to-date, Netflix had been leading Disney, uh, but that changed in July, and Disney's gains are now more than double that of Netflix for the year. We're going to get stopped trading with Jim in a moment. Time for Jim and stop trading. Look, this Tesla has become even more controversial of late because now they've got a Tesla pickup truck. Key thoughts ahead of the unveil. This is a very good piece by Morgan Stanley talking about its new cyberpunk pickup at the SpaceX facility. It's going to come out November 21st. I don't know. I mean, this is the most profitable segment of all uh, vehicles. And this is going to cause the stock to continue to levitate, even though I know a lot of people hate the balance sheet. But this is, you know, they got a pickup and it's EV. I think it could sell. That's Jonas today out of Morgan Stanley. It was a very good piece. What's tonight, Jim? Well, I've got one of my most exciting, I think, stocks is Micron. That's been my uh, bellwether of how uh, Semi's going to do. And then John Rainey, uh, PayPal, we're also going to talk about Salute to the Troops. Now, they have uh, November is their whole month of Salute to the Troops, which I like because right now it just feels like, well, that was them. Now we're on to the next. And I don't like that. There should be a longer time period, and that's one of the reasons why I think they have a hard time finding jobs. It's like, hey, that was a good day. Thank you for your service. No, thank you for your job. So we're staying on that issue because I think the vets get short, that's get treated very short, short-lived in terms of their the affection we show them. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.